The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio with your hosts Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. I'm Ken, Certified Financial Planner and CEO of Seattle-based wealth management firm Empirical Wealth Management. My co-host is also my business partner, Ethan Broga. Good afternoon, Ethan. Hey, Ken. Ethan's a Certified Financial Planner with a Master's Degree in Financial Analysis. No, Financial Planning. I I do the You have the analysis, right? That's right. Exactly. (laughs) You know, Ethan, I'm still reeling from that unsavory lunch we had today we we diverted from our normal lunch spot i like i like chipotle for mexican we had mexican today and uh yeah, yeah. We, we 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 didn't go there we went to a different place one of our guys sean recommended and um i know you didn't even you, you didn't even eat your finish your burrito yeah it's all about advice you can trust and i, I i've learned i can't trust his vi- advice on where to eat lunch yeah so, so i'm still paying the, paying the price myself right now well, I'm sorry about that. Um, maybe this show can evolve into some kind of a restaurant guide or something, but right now we're, the purpose of the show is to give clients, uh, less investors and our listeners, a prudent financial guidance, whether it be better ways to construct and manage your portfolio to achieve your, your financial goals uh, by getting the highest investment return possible for the amount of risk that's appropriate appropriate for your situation or through protecting your your other your financial a- assets through sound financial planning in the areas of tax minimization um, asset protection estate planning retirement planning um, and those types those areas charitable giving so today Ethan we're going to talk about uh, we're going to start the show just talking about what we've created and called the Investor Checklist, I think, or Rules of Investment Success, something that you put together. But before we do, do you want to give out our contact information and maybe tell the uh, tell our audience what we're offering for individuals and uh, also professional advisors? Sure. Okay. Uh, per usual, our, our we can be reached at contact at empiradio.com. 
And our number here at the office is 800-923-4307. And as we've said in, in past shows, we're, we'd be happy to um, provide you with any, any listener who's interested in a free portfolio review. That would include uh, specific recommendations on what we believe would be the best investments given your situation. Also, uh, a retirement plan and a tax review. So if you're interested in talking with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Again, our number is 800-923-4307. And also, as you've mentioned in the show, we are interested in partnering up with other experienced professionals, uh, advice professionals, who have some industry experience, who have some credentials and are, are very interested in building their own business, but don't want to have to reinvent the wheel, as it were, with all the other um, sort of behind the things that take place in an investment advisory firm. Um, if you're interested in, in talking to us, we'd love to hear from you as well. We, uh, we're really striving to change the way investment advice is delivered in this industry. So if you're interested in being a part of that, we're really excited about uh, our vision of Uh, expanding the fee-only, fiduciary-type advisory role that we take with our clients, trying to put their interest in front of ours, Um, not selling commission-based products, not creating proprietary product of any kind um, in which we get compensated for selling. We, We don't do any of that. Our goal is to provide, if possible, the purest form of high-level financial advice we can to get our clients where they need to go. Yeah, my position on that, or how I like to describe that, uh, my view of what we do is that we act as our our client's uh, personal financial advocate. In other words, we are our client's best advocate when it comes to anything financial. And it is what we strive to provide unbiased advice in that regard. Okay, great. Well, give us a call. Okay, Ethan. All right. You you did some work here. Let's, uh, Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, one of the things I've found uh, just in, in working with clients, um, meeting with potential clients, and I to address somehow, get us all in the same same sort of starting zone, mm-hmm. you know, so we can have a, a productive conversation. And uh, you can ask a series of questions, and, and I think one of the things that would be, is helpful in, in doing that is helping individual investors who are perhaps looking for an advisor, um, help them understand their current situation uh, honestly. And you can have them assess through the course of a conversation. Um, hey, where where am I as an investor? You know, do I should, do I actually even need help? Right. You know, and, and getting people to that point is it sometimes takes some work. And for that purpose, I've I've developed sort of a, a hot sheet, and I've called it just simply the rules of investment success. And primarily, there are two rules, and these probably will sound somewhat familiar, but probably not in this context. the uh, The first rule is know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty... Sounds w- philosophical. It does, in a way. And there's a lot of, obviously, some overlap there in other areas of life, too. But it's never more true than, than with investing. You have to know yourself as an investor. And then the second rule was I, I've titled, know your enemy. Right? So you have to look out for things that um, could hinder your progress or hinder you from making successful investment choices. And I got the idea, basically, running, reading um, a bit of this book um, from Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Just a little something you, you know, like to brush up on in your leisure time? That's right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really a Renaissance man, and, you know, I like to <laughs> take a look at philosophy, uh, other things, and... No, I'm sort of kidding. Well, I'm sort of not kidding, but... Anyway... When, um, you're, when you're not doing archery or <laughs> writing poems. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, one of those, one of the quotes from his book I thought was interesting. It says here that it is said that if you know your enemies and know yourself, you can win a hundred battles without a single loss. If you know only yourself but not your opponent, you may win or lose. If you know neither yourself nor your enemy, you will always endanger yourself. And I think it's very important to know yourself as an investor. Um, and also as a person, obviously, but in terms of investing, that's what we're, we're specializing in. There are some certain things you can sort of ask yourself to see if you really are and truly um, best suited to be managing your own investments. So again, rule number one, know yourself. And the first question I have that I might ask in a, in a, in a, a meeting with somebody is the time. Do you have time to effectively manage your own investments? And we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, let's let's do talk about that a little bit. If you if you don't have the time, you know you're simply letting to chance then the ultimate outcome for your financial life. And really, what you're putting at risk if you you don't pay attention to it or, or give it the time it deserves is really clearly that translates into not reaching your ultimate goals and objectives. Right? You you'll be less likely to get the things out of life. That you're yeah yeah. So that's the idea. So having the time is a critical element. If you don't have the time to do it, basically you need to find help. Find somebody who's willing to put the time into it for you on your behalf. Well, let's talk about what time means. I mean, I think if someone looks at their investments or their financial situation once a year, I mean, for, for an hour, what, what do you, what do you, how would you guide somebody in that in terms of, okay, do I have enough time or do I not have enough time? Am I devoting enough time to my, my financial progress? Yeah, one of those things would be keeping up uh, from an educational perspective. You know, do you, do you actually read on how to be a better investor, how to be a better investor? Do you, do, do you look at any of the academic journals out there that are on the cutting edge of, of finance and investing? You know, keep, keeping time dedicated to that, that task. And so you're saying that, someone needs to be keeping themselves informed on what's going on with investments. And I think there's a, a difference between acquiring knowledge and, and also um, what we would call information. Yep. So if, if somebody who spends 30 hours a month reading some, uh, you know, watching CNBC or reading money magazines or those kinds of publications um, is probably not as far along as someone who spends maybe 10 hours a month reading books that are grounded in evidence, uh, in, in research on, on how investments markets work, right? Exactly right. Um, one is, is really just the day-to-day noise mm-hmm. and what's going on in the market or, the, you know, the headlines in the Wall Street Journal and those kinds of things. Um, one is actually building a knowledge base that can help you build a, continue to build on a lifetime of smart financial decisions, I think that's worth differentiating in addition to, first of all, saying, do I ha- how much time am I devoting to staying abreast of the various financial instruments out there? Mm-hmm. And we're just at this point, I think we're talking about the investment side of it, not yep. staying current with tax laws and other financial planning issues related to insurance and estate planning and, and uh, retirement planning and those types of things. That's exactly right. Clearly, all those things that have these are somewhat well; they are interrelated, and you should have a comprehensive plan that, that to make sure everything is working as smoothly together as it possibly can. So, all those other areas you mentioned, uh, including your investments, should be should be running from the same playbook, as it were. So, on average, over the course of a full year, 
someone should be devoting well several hours a month on average to their financial to their financial situation. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not that somebody again. I I don't mean to belabor this, Ethan, but I think it's sometimes when we make a point, uh, and so it might be, geez, you need to spend a certain amount of time. Somebody could be saying, well, I've been spending lots of time. I'm day trading all day long. Right. And I think it's important <laughs> for us to clarify what we mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, while that may be an you know an exciting endeavor, and so that's why someone's willing to engage in it. It's the it's you know going through academic research. It's reading books that maybe aren't as exciting, you know, as sitting there trading in and out of stocks all day or watching watching CNBC and you know having one guest after another uh, come on with you know some late breaking supposedly late breaking exciting news and all those kinds of things, which are nice, but they don't really um, add to your knowledge base in terms of making smart decisions. I know we spend with our investment team countless hours each month researching you know the the current journals academic journals and financial journals to find out geez, is there sort of new new information out here mm-hmm. um and we've only got a a minute here but we spend that time you know we break it up into different categories you know one is hey is there new information about how we should be constructing portfolios how we should be relating these portfolios to risk and return into our client's situation. How do we appropriately gauge it? And then we spend time looking at the investment vehicles, um, not looking at Morningstar ratings um, or mm. those types of mm-hmm. rating engines, but actually digging into what these vehicles are doing, how they're constructed, how they're they're managed before we get into which one would we use for, our, for an investor. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of time that we put in. I would say also to have the same quality of time. Well, maybe we can talk about this after the break. Okay, it's 30 minutes. Well, let's take a break and we'll pick up on this time issue and keep rolling through these. I think this is very valuable knowledge. We'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. 
The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. We are talking today about... Rules of investment success, um, kind of an investor checklist, as it were, of things that you want to ask yourself. Uh, I think this is very valuable as we're heading to the end of the new year. Uh, make it a resolution to get your investment and in financial house in order. I think everything that's gone on in the economy recently, hopefully, and it it, it does seem apparent that people are paying more attention to how they're handling their money, whether it's they're spending less and paying down debt um, or or saving more and looking for better ways and more prudent ways to invest. And that's what we're trying to share is yeah, examine what you're doing and, and take some of these ideas and concepts into account immediately. And again, if you, you're interested in having us help you as your financial advisor, Give us a call at 1-800-923-4307 or visit our, our uh, website at empiradio.com um, for the radio archives. You can also visit our firm website at empirical, which is E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S, franksam.com. Okay, Ethan, we were talking about, uh, you, had, you had summarized that you broke it 
this idea of um, successful investing into two main categories, know yourself, right? know your enemy. We're in the know yourself segment. We were talking about time. Are, if you're honest with yourself, are you really devoting the time necessary to make the best possible financial decisions and investment decisions? And we were saying, you know, if you're not spending something in the order of at least 10 hours a month on, on your investments alone, you're probably not putting in enough time. Exactly. But you had some other ideas. Yeah, my last point, I guess, on this topic, and you can chime in too, um, is that I was saying that, or going to say, that there's an, there's an advantage for us. I mean, I've been doing this for a long period of time now, many, many years, well over a decade. And not only am I working in this industry for the last many years, I've made it my, not just a job, it's my profession. So I've made it, made it my job to work outside of work hours, to read, read on the topic, read lots of books. Um, also made it my job to study on this topic over the years, um, you know, master's degree in financial planning and um, certified financial planner and so forth. I doubt very much that most people um, who aren't in this profession have put anywhere near that kind of time into being good at this job. No. It's not, it doesn't make, wouldn't make any sense. Otherwise, you'd be in the business, I guess. Um, so you know, most folks who are other professionals spend a lot of time get, getting good at what they do. And they would, that would be, I could not walk into and fill their shoes, for example, um, and tomorrow and do as good a job as another professional or some other job. It's the same type of thing with this, with this industry. And I think the advantage of t- putting the time in over time is that you get the accumulation of, of wisdom and, and how, how best to do things with investments. And uh, unless, unless you're putting in time consistently, it's not going to happen for you. Right. And you're selling yourself short by not, by not finding a professional to work with. And your time is worth something. Yeah, that, that's also true. Yeah. So that's one thing, knowing yourself. Do you actually have the time? And be honest with yourself. Do you have the time to effectively manage to uh, the highest degree possible your own investments? So what if the answer to that question is no? Well, that's usually the case. Most folks don't, I would say. So that's good. I mean, I think the first step in, in making a change is acknowledging there's, there's something wrong. And that would be the, this case, the same in this case. Okay. So the next step I have and know yourself is, is the desire. So perhaps you actually have the time. All right. And maybe you've done some work in the past about how seeking how, how best to invest. Do you currently have the desire to put in the effort that it would take to monitor things and maintain things and constantly learn about, about investments? If you don't, then you probably need help. You probably would be better off working with a, with a, a, a fiduciary type of advisor, you know, someone like us. So, any so, so you may have a lot of free time, um, but w- as soon as you start reading or doing research, you get bored quickly or easily or disinterested, or right. you just have a hard time grasping it. Yeah, it could be um, any of those things. You know, do you really have? Do you want to spend your uh, without going into the profession of being a financial advisor or investment manager? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to put the time in to that? Function, you know, it's kind of like being a putting the time in to become a doctor or a lawyer, only to practice on yourself, um, or getting your real estate license simply so that you can buy your own personal home, right? Or list your own home. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of effort um, that needs to go in. Do you have, really have the desire to spend all that time for something that you're doing on the side? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's similar to home and. Improvement projects, and I got lots of lists of things I need. I, want, I need to get done, but I'm not very excited about doing them. I, there's not a lot of desire there. Uh, and if there's not, when there isn't a great desire, how 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 much quality, you know, do you do you really put in, or is it is it something where it's you're just trying to get it done quickly, like taking out the trash, or right? 
it's hey, I, I have some time. Maybe I should be doing this. But how effective are you going to be when you really don't have a deep desire to do it? Yeah. What's the What's the results going to be like? Okay. So that's number number two on my little list here. Um, the next thing I have is uh, is resources. Maybe you have the time. Maybe you have the desire. But maybe you don't have the resources available. One of those things would be for the ongoing investment evaluation. I mean, how do you know on an ongoing basis that you're using the best tools that are currently available? You know, how do you know? Are you up on the academic research like we mentioned earlier? Are you are you manually rebalancing your portfolio? I mean, that's a very tedious process. You know, here we have systems in place that are, are computerized, mechanized, that we're not doing it by eye, by hand, right? Right. We're, we're electronically through our computer system monitoring every portfolio relative to where we want them to be in terms of target size, positions, and so forth. It makes it job very easy. And well, obviously, we have con- economies of scale here too. But you know, have no one, no one, not very many, I would say, individual investors have that type of program at their fingertips. Well, and oftentimes for the cost that. Um, yeah, it's probably prohibitive. That they would have to incur to be able to acquire the resources that we have at, at our disposal. Um, it would cost them more than it would to delegate to a, you know, to a professional advisor. Right. And uh, we talked about education a bit already. I kind of lumped that into the time it takes time to be knowledgeable about things. Right. And so that's one of the other things on the list here. And then another thing on this part of the list I have is just having a, a written plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know many people outside of people who work with professional advisors that actually have a written plan. And I think this part of the significance of this is that once you put things in writing, y- you tend to, t- you take them more seriously, for one thing. And you're more likely to stick with the plan that you've outlined for yourself if, y- if you have taken the time to put it down in writing. It also means that, you know, having a rebalance schedule. Like, when would you rebalance? Is it sort of on a whim? Is it January 1st every single year? Is that possibly the best time? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, those types of things need to be addressed. And you know, the more systematic way you have, have outlined for your portfolio to be monitored and, and maintained, the better, in my view. In other words, taking emotion out of it, but just sticking to the plan. And I think having that in writing, something we, ha- we do for our clients, uh, helps out a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Ken? Uh, no, no. I, I think that those, if, if people, most investors were honest with themselves, um, in all of these categories in terms of knowing themselves, they would likely engage someone for help. So I think we can talk about this, about why is it that the vast majority of the public is not getting help? Um, why have these, um, why did these major discount brokers that are advertising um, very low-cost trades, do-it-yourself kind of stuff, why, why have they become such a big part of the market? Um, and, and I think the thing that's outweighing all these things is maybe people aren't, aren't fully being honest about, or even know how to evaluate this. Partly true. Yeah. Um, and the other part though, I think is that maybe they've had some bad experiences. Right. Um, and so maybe I, if I'm, I'm being honest with myself and I, I don't have the time, the desire, the resources, the education, I don't put things in writing. I don't document why I'm making decisions in a rational way based on the research that I, I'm, I'm putting together. Mm-hmm. But what maybe maybe as an individual out there, I feel like a I don't want to pay. You know, the, I don't want to pay a certain fee. Oh, I think I can save money. Uh, or I I see stuff in the news all the time uh, about advisors who are absconding with people's money or just losing their money. Yeah, it's and, a big trust issue. Um, or I've had an experience with some advisor that 
that basically uh, made bad decisions and I lost money. Right. Um, how well, does well, someone navigate through that, Ethan? I mean, actually, that's uh, page two of this. No uh, way. Yeah, I've I, okay. oddly enough thought about that a little bit. We we didn't even rehearse this. <laughs> Unrehearsed, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll be page two. That'll be part two. Once you come to the conclusion that you need some help, then the next question is, well, gee, who should I be hiring? And if you've had a bad experience in the past, the person wasn't wasn't ethical, that's possible. But it's also possible that there was simply just some miscommunication and or maybe the person was that you're working with was just wasn't an expert in their job. Many, many reasons why I could have failed in the past. But there are some things you can do as an investor to help select the right advisor for you. And so we'll talk about that here coming up. Okay. Well, we've got about a minute in this segment. Should All right. We... we can move on to, okay. to, to rule number two again, which is know your enemy. All right. So there are lots of things that you could do wrong uh, or go against you, kind of go our headwinds in, in successful investing. And one of those is simply following bad advice. That's one thing I've outlined here. Do you follow investment advice from the Wall Street gurus, as it were, the financial media or friends? Right. If that's true, well, then you're getting advice from the wrong places. Uh-huh. None of those people have your best interest in mind. Not one of them. I mean, maybe your friends do, but they probably they may not be super knowledgeable about the subject and may not be an expert. Oh yeah, to be honest, maybe they don't. Either. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe these new friends. I don't know about that. But right, that's one thing. If you need you you need to get advice from the right source, and it needs to be credible and reliable and trustworthy. If it's the financial media, Wall Street gurus, or or you know, a friend giving you hot stock tips, that's the wrong place to be looking for advice. And I would strongly advise you not to do that. Well, let's. I'd like to take that deeper, and uh, we've got to take a quick break. So, let's come back and and jump on on that and keep going. We'll talk to you. We'll be right back. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at empiricalfs.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. In our third segment of the show here, we're talking about rules of investment success. Know yourself, know your enemy. The great Ethan Broga quoting Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Chinese philosopher. Actually, was a general, I believe. I Some sort of military tactician? Read the book. Yeah, it's quite a, the art of war. Right. Um, so we, we're covering Know Your Enemy. And Ethan, you want to grab a hold of the... The reins on this one? Yeah. All right. As we mentioned before the break, um, the first, and these are really are not in any particular order, but um, following bad advice. You know, your, your enemy in this case is bad advice. And you know that you're getting bad advice if it's from any of the following sources. You know, Wall Street gurus, that's not usually a good source. Uh, the financial media, you know, all the various sources of that, whether in written or... Well, are, are we gurus or financial media with what we're doing here, Ethan? I don't purport to be a guru of any kind. Okay. Um, financial media, I don't... I guess we are, in a sense, in that we're listening, we're, we're radio hosts, but uh, I'm talking about more mainstream type of stuff like Money Magazine or, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, we were just looking at the, one of the recent magazines before yeah, the we, show, and... we've got some stuff we can talk about. You know, it's there. always about the, uh, you know, stock, the hot, the, the 10 stocks to own now. Right. The hottest five mutual funds. Well, these lists are ridiculous. I mean, there's just no... <laughs> you know, if I may, I think the difference is that we, we actually work directly with clients, and so which involves hours of work and getting to know each client on a personal level. And so that's how our view of you when know, we're doing an educational program here, we're not purporting to, to be the solution for you. So I think that the difference with what goes on in the financial media, mm-hmm. as it we're categorizing it, uh, if I'm watching CNBC and they're rolling on a, a line of um, analysts or managers and they each have their views and, and kind of dressing that up in some way as if we're helping our, our watchers or our viewers make smarter financial decisions or keep them abreast of what's going on. But really there's just a bunch of noise being passed around. There's nothing there that anyone could use 
to beat the market or make smart investment decisions, and it really shouldn't be delivered uh, over that kind of an impersonal channel. So we're we're talking about guidelines or principles on the show, but we always come back and say, well, you should, you need to sit down with somebody. Um, and, and that's kind of the gist of this. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Versus I'm subscribing to some newsletter and I'm out there doing things on my own based on the recommendations I'm reading in a magazine or watching on a show or a newsletter that I'm getting. Yeah, I think the general okay. sense is that you, you'll, you're better off with a, an, an advisor that you can trust and that does things in a similar fashion. It doesn't sort of have to be us. That isn't really the point. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Proceed on, my friend. Do you want to take a break from this, uh, the Rules of Investment Success, and try some other stuff? Or do you want to go down to the next one? Well, you've got uh, several things here. Um, we could stop and do a little little news uh, thing and then, you know, uh, come back to this. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm going to keep it fresh. So let's... let's oh, hop into the news. I feel like... Uh, where's Tom Brokaw? Yeah. So it's nice to... Uh, Ethan, you know, we're saying... Maybe general news headlines, you shouldn't let that greatly affect your your investment decisions. But it is nice to know what's going on. Yeah, sure. And uh, we try to pull things that are at least have some relevance or application. Yeah, one of the things I was looking at today, um, I found very interesting. I haven't heard a lot about it since you know the, the bottom of the crisis. Yeah. Um, and one of that was the, the, the TARP, the Troubled Asset Rel- Relief fund. Um, and I heard a news, news news segment today from the Wall Street Journal, and I was uh, talking about uh, Timothy Geithner. Um, he was saying that it looks like this this bailout, which initially you know the, the, was passed, it was supposed to cost like $700 billion. Mm-hmm. And clearly that's a lot of, obviously, a staggering amount of, of money, and basically would be financed through through debt, which is pretty a, a huge amount of debt for the country. Right. Um, it turns out, and I've been wondering what the what the spend. It says here. It says I'm paraphrasing here the, that the final cost, the estimates of the final cost, will be around twenty five billion. Wow! So far, far lower than the initial you know money that was put up during the financial crisis. Again, seven hundred billion. It turns out, approximately the best guess now is that there actually will be the cost will be around twenty five billion dollars. So far, far less than. Um, than expected, basically. And that includes, you know, which I find even hard to believe, um, the rescues of Fannie, and, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So pretty amazing stuff. That is amazing. I think the, the nugget of knowledge in there is that you never know. I mean, people have such strong feelings during times of either optimistic or pessimistic mm-hmm. periods of our economy. And, um, you know, where they were saying, geez, it's going to cost even more than the $700 billion, right? If if this is true, the article that you're reading, yep, it's from um, the New York or uh, it, it just kind of goes Street back Journal. to confirm that you shouldn't be making decisions about long-term financial decisions based on short-term news items, right? That in large part are are relate to unpredictable future events. Nobody really knew how how far how deep uh, uh, the trouble would have was when we were going through the crisis and how long it would take to recover. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I've, I wanted to share that because I, I myself, like I said, I've been interested in, in – I've been wondering what's going on with that. Yeah, that's what interesting. What actually has occurred there. Um, other things in the news was just simply that the uh, the tax deal apparently has been delayed in the House. 
So they're they're kicking around the idea of extending the, the Bush era tax cuts into 2011 and 2012. It looks like that hit a, has hit a minor snag today anyway. Um, I don't think they expected that uh, it will derail it entirely before it goes to the to the House. But uh, anyway, been delayed. Yeah, I think um, I was listening to it maybe late tonight they're going to try to get a vote. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it. Looks um, like it. So, and this show's being recorded a week in advance of the air here, just so everyone knows. Oh, that's right. So, best. Um, yeah. Of course. Today's the 16th of December. Um, it, it, it appears, though, that, that there will be uh, a substantial tax package here that will, will um, make the, the original Bush tax cuts extended in some form or, ver- or version. Um, rather than everything just expiring and uh, taxes going up the way that they would, um, regardless of what actually gets through, I'm encouraged and optimistic that uh, something's going to get through that that's going to help. Right. And as an investor, that's good because the, the lower the amount that you can pay in taxes, the more you can retain. No doubt. Yeah, certainly the Wall Street so. would view that as a good thing, no doubt. The other interesting news that I thought was, uh, this came across my, then. my desk here today. Um, I just heard about this. Um, it looks like the Social Security Administration announced that they'll, you'll, they will no longer allow recipients of Social Security to pay back benefits and refile for a higher withdrawal amount. If you've been received, I know, it's amazing. Right. Are uh, you kidding? No. Uh, but, what, is that, what, what is that one for? Sorry. All right. <laughs> no, seriously, though. If you've been receiving benef- benefits more than one year, the Social Security Administration will not allow you to refile and then, or, or stop benefits, then refile at a, at a higher rate. And so for maybe for those of you who aren't, aren't as familiar with this particular element of Social Security, you could, in fact, elect to take Social Security at, say, 62. So you, you can start collecting whenever or at that age, and then you could stop it at some point in the future. And then if you stopped it, you could simply repay what they've paid you and then it would reset your Social Security. That's yeah, a technique you've talked about. Yeah, we've talked about it, and I think on the show before, and perhaps certainly with, among client meetings and things. It basically is is a, a sort of interest-free loan, in essence, because all you're paying back when you pay it is simply the, the money you've received without any interest. And so you could do that, say, from age 62 to age 70 for eight years, basically. Simply pay the money back and then reset your Social Security. And that's a big, a big advantage, and it turns out that the cost... And then I guess the Social Security Administration has estimated the cost of this uh, is somewhere between 5.5 and 8.7 billion dollars. Uh, this is how much it's costing, again, the Social Security Administration to allow this to continue. So they're going to close that loophole. It looks like, and so people have been engaging in this strategy. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I I don't like stuff like that, Ethan. I'll I'll tell you why. Yeah, sure. Um, while we think everyone should have a financial advisor, we just talked about how most people don't, mm-hmm. and they miss a lot of these opportunities while others are are cashing in, big time. Right, and this is was was perf- a perfectly legal sort of uh, I, I call it a loophole because it basically is um, a way to to reset your social security ben- benefits at a higher amount, uh, which is a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. Now, I just I just don't like it when you know something because clearly the social security administration wasn't advertising this <laughs> no i, well I suppose so, not um you know and i think most advisors outside of us here probably don't even know about it you know yeah i mean it's um, the general investment public there so right. it's interesting mm-hmm. and uh so is this something that is done or what what do you, 
or you're saying they're looking at it. Where, where's this information coming from? They're going to they're gonna change the rules here. I think it's the start of this year that they will no longer allow that to be done. And again, you still can reset it. It just you can't do it with it if you've had it, been receiving benefits longer than one year. Okay. So if you somehow file and you, oh, wait a minute, I didn't want to do that. Well, you have with a year to get it, get it corrected. To get it correct. Yeah. So okay. that's interesting. Okay. How much time do we have before next break? Oh, boy. We've uh, we've only got 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Okay. All right. You can give out our contact information. Okay. I sure. We can be reached at, uh, at contact at empiradio.com. And the number right to our office is 800-923-4307. If you call in, feel free to ask for, for Ken or myself, and we'll happily speak with you. You know, um, as we're wrapping the news here, the, the market's been really heating up. And um, what is that? A fire? Yeah. All right. We're we're hitting uh, high levels again. So <laughs> we it, we'll try to squeeze some of that in as well. But we've got to take a break. We'll be right back. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You 
You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, Ethan, last segment. We're back. And uh, we're bigger than ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Who, Simon, did you pick these sound effects? I know Ken was begging, uh-huh. begging for more, but I can't take it. Come on. These are great. All right. It's kind of funny. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we do have a, a small fan following. Um, Ethan, yeah. let's power through this. We want to we wanna talk about, uh, get back to these rules of engagement or of investment success. Right. And uh, we talked about knowing yourself. You have the time, desire, resources, education, written plans to get where you need to go. And then we're talking about knowing your, your rule number two, know your enemy. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we talked about was bad advice. Right. Do you realize when you're getting bad advice or not? And you said one of the ways of knowing it is what's the source? Um, if it's not your personal financial planner that you've pre-screened, that you feel confident in their credentials, education, background, and ability to provide you with personalized investment and financial planning advice on a and I'm going to add something there in a fee-based or fee-only capacity is what I would demand. There you go. Um, so if if it's not, if it's from the media, if it's from newsletters or things you're reading online, and you're just taking that and trying to convert it into your own advice, that's that's a sign that you're you're in big trouble. It's pretty dangerous. Your friends and family, you had mentioned, you know, while they may have good intentions and they may be even committing their own capital to some strategy. So many times I've seen people Gosh. get into trouble because they said, well, my neighbor's really smart right. and he or she is doing this or my brother's really smart. He has an MBA, but he's not engaged in the profession right. of delivering financial planning or advice. He's not being held or she's not being held to any kind of fiduciary responsibility by a regulatory agency like the SEC or someone who says, hey, you, you know, you got to kind of get, if you're going to give advice, you need to have some rules around how you're giving it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be smart and no, they're any anyone on the streets able to give off the cuff suggestions, right. but that really isn't appropriate for for the other person. And I like uh, I like Larry Swedrow's idea about uh, the advice. Yeah, Larry. You know, you're getting hot stock tips from friends or family or whatever. You got to ask who, who else knows these things. Who else in the world would have access to the same information? And likely, if you know about it, or your your, your brother-in-law knows about it, or whomever knows about it, likely it's not it's not any secret. Right, and that means to me that the price probably anything that was going to happen with the stock probably already has. Oh, we can do a whole show on that. Yeah. So now we're going to jump into uh, the rest of these: wrong allocation, lack of discipline, no yardstick, under diversified market timing, stock picking, hot fund managers, and sporadic rebalancing. That's wow, quite can, a. That was fast. Yeah. That's I a wrap, right? We're done. We're together. done. <laughs> oh, what do we got? Some extra change here on the time clock. No. Uh, okay, Ethan, well, 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 talk to us about wrong allocation. Yeah, yeah. right. And what's my question here? Right. I, basically, you can kind of tell if you have the wrong allocation if you think there's a good time to hold only cash, bonds, or stocks rather than all three. So if you have only cash and you're a long-term investor, you have a bad allocation. 
Okay. I can I guarantee that that is a wrong allocation. Or if you hold, uh, you know, any any of all one asset class, bonds are all stocks. Most people need all three of them for a variety of reasons. And if you're a person who is holding cash or all stocks or all bonds at any one time or think there's a good time to be in any one of those only exclusively, then I'm pretty sure you do have an allocation problem and you're going to run into trouble down the road at some point in time if you haven't already, either in terms of missed opportunity um, or, or, again, taking on more, much more risk than, than you need to to meet your, meet your goals. So you're saying that the enemy here is believing that at any one time that you can be, you should be in all of one of these asset classes, that there's this ability to move in between these, right? Rather than make a um, adjusting um, a broad mix of these only based on your personal circumstances changing over time, right? Person who sells at the bottom of the market two years ago to cash and has not gotten into cash, gotten reinvested at some point in time. Boy, you, you missed out on an enormous opportunity. And uh, by having an allocation that, that is right for you and your time frame and goals and things, that you have exposure to all three of the major asset groups at all times, maybe in different proportions based on what, you're, what you need from the portfolio. But rather than make bet, gets, uh, bets or, or guessing to be in and out of the, the various parts of the market, that's a very dangerous thing. And if you're doing that, that's a problem. You, that's a right. sign that you need help, basically, I'm getting at. Right. Okay, uh, carry on. Moving on here. Well, I've got I'm a few not, minutes, man. Keep it moving. Do you have a sound effect that has me stepping down from my soapbox? From your soap? No, I don't. All right. Sign me. Maybe we can work on that. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, the next thing, again, these are in no particular order, but the last thing, the next thing I have is lack of discipline. And the, what I mean by that is, do you let your beep, gut... Beep. Now, what is that? Speed it up. I can talk oh, faster, okay. I guess, but Go is ahead. that what you want me to do? We're wasting time. <laughs> you mean because we're playing too many sound effects? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Lack of discipline. So do you let your gut guide your investment decisions? Now, Ken, I know you don't do that. No. Who, who, who manages your portfolio? Empirical is the only company I would trust to manage my portfolio. Right. I mean, so, but you work for Empirical. Do you actually place your own trades? And no. Do you I, rebalancing? I don't. Yeah, it's I funny. let the firm do it through our, our um, portfolio managers. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. So even, even uh, you know, we're not exempt just because we're advisors. We're not exempt from feeling certain ways about the markets and other things. But I do know this. I, I'm aware of the problem. I'm aware that I can feel certain ways about the market that could influence my decision making. So therefore, I don't even manage my own investments. Ken doesn't either. Um, and, and basically because we, we can be too emotional. Well, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm just saying that uh, letting your gut drive your investment decisions is not the best way to do it. You know, being, disciplined, being disciplined about your investment strategy and your allocation uh, is, is critical in terms of being successful with investments. Okay. So that's what I, any, any comments on that? No, we got to, let's just keep moving through these. All right. Well, how much time do we have left? Two minutes. Two minutes. All right. What's next? Um, you say you have here no d- yardstick. Do you accurately measure performance? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, most folks, and I've met lots of folks over the years, um, I have very few have actually tracked their own performance. You know, they, they I, guess. You've seen a million faces, and you've <laughs> rocked them all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> No, seriously, though, I, I, when I've asked the question, so tell me about your performance, what, the, what I get is, oh, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Or, or, it's, or yeah. it's been terrible, one or the other. But nothing at all concrete or specific or measurable. Well, and, and psychological studies show that we all have a tendency to bias our performance with hindsight um, to be much better than when we actually look at the results. So On average, if, about 4% higher, in fact. I remember that same study. Yeah, it was enormous. Um, so if, if you don't have it in writing and you don't have it quantified 
you're you're fooling yourself. Exactly. If you're not tracking it, um, it always kind of amazes me when someone's scrutinizing uh, performance of uh, of an index fund as an example relative to theirs, but which the index is clear and it's published, but they don't have the data on their perfor- their portfolio performance. If you don't know what you're getting, then you really shouldn't be patting yourself on the back. It's very difficult to do right. as well. I mean, if you have a lot of you have, you have a big portfolio and you have a lot of securities and you're taking money in and out of it for whatever reason, it's hard to do. I don't yeah, I don't know how true. you do it without the right computer systems. By doing it by hand is ridiculous. Okay, so. the next thing you have here is market time. We've got a few seconds. Um, do you guess when to be in or out of the market? Um, and you have stock picking. Do you select stocks that will beat the market? If you're engaged in that, you're saying these are enemies. Right. Um, hot fund managers, do you select mutual funds based on past performance? Huge enemy. And sporadic rebalancing, do you regularly rebalance? Do you have some set schedule or methodology that you're using? If you're not, you're not doing it right. Ethan, we're out of time. All right. Uh, we'll pick this and many other exciting investment ideas up next week. Tune in the same place. Well, depending on whether they get the show on or not. Uh, Simon's working on that. But it should be here at 2 o'clock Pacific time. We'll talk to you later. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you next week. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.